to the Motivation for Regular People podcast, where you'll find all the inspiration you need to start, continue, and finish the goals that matter most to you. As always, thank you for tuning into the show. My name is Brady Ross. I am the host of this podcast, and I'm passionate about helping people discover that they already have all of the motivation that they need inside of them. They just need to figure out how they can tap into that motivation to pursue the goals that matter most to them. So I'm so glad that you were here. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to the show, give us a rating and a review so that more people can find the content, and hopefully we'll be able to take this message that we believe is so empowering to a greater number of people. This week, you're going to hear from Matt Schaup. Matt is a Jesus follower. He's a serial entrepreneur, an author, a keynote speaker, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He loves coffee. He loves Spain. In fact, he'll take groups of coaching cohorts over to Spain once a year for experimental learning and different forms of connection and development. And as you can imagine, there is a huge overlap between the topics of coaching and entrepreneurship with the topic that we discuss here, which is motivation. And Matt has a lot of wisdom to share on the topic, and I know that you will learn from and enjoy what he has to say on the podcast today. Before we begin, I do want to spend just a moment telling you about my Midweek Momentum newsletter. If you're anything like me, you start the week off with a lot of excitement. You're energized after the weekend and you're looking forward to what lies ahead, but then as time goes on, you get tired, maybe some things get added to your to-do list that you weren't expecting, and when that happens, it can be hard to finish the week with the same amount of drive and determination that you had when you started. If this is something that you can relate to, go to my website at bradyross.com, that's B-R-A-D-Y-R-O-S-S.com, and sign up for my Midweek Momentum newsletter. Each Tuesday, I'll send you a short thought or inspiration, oftentimes based on the podcast guests from the previous week, and my hope is that this little bit of encouragement helps you maintain that discipline and that drive to finish your week with the same amount of intentionality as you had when you started. After you sign up, for my newsletter, you'll get a free instant download of the introduction and first chapter of my book, Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goals. You'll be able to use the information to figure out how to maximize the power and potential of each day by planning in advance what you want to accomplish. This newsletter is completely free. I'm not going to spam you or sell your inspiration. I just want to help you tap into that motivation that you have inside of you in a way that helps you pursue your most important goals. And I think this newsletter will help you do that. All right, let's get into my conversation with Matt. Hey, Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for coming. It's, you know, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. So you said something when we were chatting before about how most people don't realize how much control they have over their own life and how that's something that you've had to learn along the way. So unpack that a little more for us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking that. We were we were kind of just shooting and catching up, getting to know each other before the the show started. And I wouldn't even say that you ultimately don't have control over anything, right? Like you can't control what's happening in your environment, the things going on, but you can control your reaction and response to it, the emotions associated with it, and the story you tell yourself because of it. And I just see so many people in business and life, men especially. I spend a lot of time with a lot of men in business that just are, they're, they're on accident. They're entrepreneurs on accident and everything's happening to them and they feel like there's no 
control that they that they just have no control over anything and just what happens happens and i love being in the space of helping people especially in business build and live the life of their dreams and to do that you have to be very intentional so i think um, i would use the word intentional with as opposed to controlling right if that makes sense is when you go out and you have intention with what you're doing and you control what you can control and react to the stuff that you can't in a good way you're going to make significant strides in your your life and your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me think about the old Chuck Swindoll quote where he says that life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% how you respond. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And I was on a, I was on another podcast today. And you have five people witness a car accident. They witness five different car accidents. And everybody has their own filter, their own views and perspectives of the world and some are very empowering, encouraging, inspiring. And you see, you know, two different people, they have the same 24 hours a day, the same seven days a week living in the same world. How does one person get everything they want in life? And another just sits there defeated under a pile of failures. Hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. How did you come to this awareness or this, you know, recognition of the importance of living life with intentionality? I, I grew up around people that didn't, and I saw how devastating that is for them. So growing up, I grew up in northern New Jersey, and on paper, if you look at my background and who I ran around with, because you'll become the five people you spend the most time with. So mm-hmm. five people I spent the most time with outside of the house as a kid uh, in school, they're all dead, disappeared, or in prison. So they made really bad life choices, and they got influenced by things that were around in their environment and that's where they ended up. So we moved out of Northern New Jersey. We moved to Colorado when I was 10 and that was the first time I had an exposure to business. I asked my parents for a little bit of money for a a boom box, a CD player. And they said, go find a way to make your own money. So I grabbed a lawnmower, knocked on doors and made like a couple thousand dollars over the summer at 10 years old. And I sat here and, and I didn't realize the, I didn't realize what was going to happen to these kids in New Jersey. I just realized, Hey, I want something. I asked for it. It wasn't handed to me. My parents said, figure it out. They said, no, figure it out. So now I'm sitting here. I've got to figure it out. I created a solution to a problem because of a need I had as a 10-year-old. I wanted a boombox. And then I got $2,000 in my hand. I, I had control over the actions that I took to go knock on doors and land these accounts. Right? I can't cut grass if it's raining. I can't control that. I just go home and make make my business plan, right? Like that's just an example of how I did it when I was when I was ten, and from there that just progressed into uh, more business and businesses and um, exploring my story more. Hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. I love just picturing you know you as a ten year old thinking, well, I want a boombox. What can I do about that? And taking matters into your own hands. It's funny, like I sit here at, at you know, kids Santa, I tell my kids about this. I dad, I want a cell phone. So the boom box of today for my kids was a thousand dollar iPhone. And the first thing that they said to me when or first thing I said to them when they asked me for an iPhone, but those are a thousand dollars. They're like, Oh, okay. Do you have a thousand dollars? I said, I do. Do you have a thousand dollars? No. So how do you make how do you make a thousand dollars? And you know, they want something, either it's going to be given to them which I don't see the value or the power in that, honestly, or it's just going to be a flat out. No, nope. You're not getting a phone or yeah, you can get a phone, but you got to work for it. Go figure it out. And I just love that. Go figure it out. You go tell a kid, right. That hasn't experienced tons of the world yet. 
just go figure it out. They're so creative. There's so many ways to make things happen. And if you give them that challenge, you give them a little bit of framework, a little bit of encouragement, some experiences they can participate in or that they can observe that you have. Both of my kids got a cell phone totally different ways. They both made the $1,000. My daughter Haley did it with a cookie business and a bracelet business. My son's a workhorse. He just went and worked his butt off at an office and helping people move junk and made his thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. My son is four years old. Um, so we didn't talk about the age of your kids, but just based on this conversation, I would imagine younger. And he has recently gotten into Legos and he's learned that yeah. if he wants to keep buying Legos, he's got to find ways to make money. And so he's always asking for, you know, different ways to earn money around the house. And even, you know, the other day he was like, you know, I'm going to make a big mess and clean it up and then I can make money for doing that. And we're like, well, that's not exactly how it works. Um, yeah, we're not going to pay you for that, but no, this is interesting. So I think about your story and you talk about, you know, first working towards that boom box. And then as life goes on, you're, you know, pursuing these different business ventures and opportunities. So as you, went about your career and started these different things. What did you learn about what motivated you? You know, I was initially motivated by the money and I was fired in 2005 from a mortgage banking job that I hated. It was right out of college. I worked for the college painting company, learning about the painting business. And that was kind of my reignition of interest in entrepreneurship. But I graduate college and I get this corporate banking job. It was like the furthest thing from me that, that, I should have been doing. And I knew it. I didn't love it. And I was planning my escape. So the boss comes in one day, fires me, says, put all your shit in a box and get out. You should go do that painting thing. And he cinches up his, his banker's tie. And i um, standing in a parking lot at 22, almost 23 years old, six figures in debt. So I made a bunch of money in college, but I spent way more than I made. I'm recently married. And um, I had to go figure out a way to make things happen. So I launched, launched the painting company. And I grew that business. I was very angry at the world. I was bullied a lot growing up. So I was always you know, trying to prove myself and scared of the world. And I go, hey, business is a space that I succeed in. So that's going to give me some purpose, some identity, some certainty. But I was motivated by the money. I was motivated to become a millionaire, thinking that that was going to mean something if and when I got to that point. And then things start changing, that starts happening. And I realized through coaching, self-discovery, exploring my story, and just realizing I was just an ass of a boss to work for, um, that I was just motivated out of anger and looking for an affirmation that I never got as a kid. And what I say about that is those aren't great things, but they got me where they got me. They 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 got me, you know, the the story on paper that you read, right? The bio that you read that connected us on, on Podmatch, like that was all done out of anger and being purely self-centered and motivated on money. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So then the so, thought oh. is where do, when I realized that, okay, can you really grow a business? And is that a good thing? Is that healthy? Is that going to contribute to the benefit of the lives of other people moving forward in business? No, totally not. So I had to take those same experiences I went through and reframe them and reshift them and, and relearn new ways to live and think and behave and operate and actually be happy and joyful and realize that business is about pouring into other people. It's not about me becoming a millionaire. It's about making millionaires. Mm. 
Yeah, that's so cool. And I'm just sitting here piecing together different parts of your story. And so you talk earlier about being 10 years old, wanting a boombox, realizing, hey, I can control this. And then was mm-hmm. it 2005, you said you lost your job and you recognized yeah. like I've been motivated by anger and this desire to make money. And mm-hmm. it, it got you to mm-hmm. a point, but maybe it's not going to get you much further, ultimately get you where you want to go. And so when you were in that moment, did you feel that degree of agency or intentionality, like the ability to change your direction and your motivations? I was motivated and intentional. So I was very intentional with, hey, I know if I knock on 10 doors, I'll get two estimates and close one job. So I was very intentional there. The underlying emotion was anger that I was running on. That's what I was fueled with. But I was very good at setting goals and accomplishing those goals. The question is, what is the fuel and is it a healthy fuel? And where did and where did that fuel come from? So you can be motivated by anything, right? When we talk about motivation, and motivation is like leadership. It's this big, broad picture word, and we and we throw it around a lot, right? Like, what is motivation? What is leadership? So when I look at motivation, it is that thing that drives you. It is it is that is that fuel, and you're being driven and again and, and propelled towards an outcome. You could be motivated by fear of loss, right? You could be motivated by scarcity if you grow up in a poor environment, you never had anything and you want to make a million dollars and all you want to do is not be poor like the poor family you came from and you make $10 million, guess what you are? You're just less poor because that's the focus, that's the fuel. So the fuel many times comes from your story and the focus determines the outcome and that's like towards an away pattern thinking, right? So there's a difference between being less poor and going towards wealth. Hmm. So yeah, you could be you could be motivated by by so many by so many different things and understanding what it is and if you want to continue to be motivated by that because some are empowering, some are disempowering. A- anger is a great emotion when you need it. Yeah, so you want you want to have you want to use it like like nitrous oxide, right? You you can't mm-hmm. be you can't be pushing on that thing all the time, right? You're gonna burn and, and smoke a lot of people, and uh, I real I realized that 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 I I chose that that's not what I want to run by anymore. And, and I saw other people that influenced and contributed to that in my life and where they ended up after that and not interested in that, hmm. not interested in that for my kids and, and having kids, you got a four-year-old, man, that four-year-old is seeing everything you're about right now, whether you know it or not, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be programmed and wired by, by about age five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is very humbling and scary and all kinds of different yeah. emotions. It's a huge responsibility. And, you know, when, when I was 2011, 12, I was working with a coach and my son's five about that time. And this is when I was really starting to discover and, and pull this out, that there's where that motivation was coming from and that, that my son was seeing that. And, it, you know, when I realized that, I'm like, well, I don't want that. I don't want, you know, I'm going to, but, but I was still focusing on that. Mm-hmm. So what was the first step that you took to change your motivation from anger to what it sounds like it is now, which is this desire to help people and influence, you know, the different circles that you're a part of? I think for anybody, it's realizing what the motivation is and if it's serving you or sabotaging you, right? So you've got to discover everybody listening to this, what are you motivated? What are you fueled by? And is it a good thing? You know, are you like, I'm I'm a Jesus follower, so I've got a love for God and I want to share that love with other people. And that that's great. Okay. Is that that's fueling you. That's a positive thing. 
or man, I got, I got let down. I got taken advantage of, I got betrayed and I'm really upset about it. So I've got to go prove something and everything you're doing is striving and proving that's, that's not really healthy. You're never going to get what you're, what you're looking for. So once you understand it, you have to understand it, pull it out of the dark so you can see it and then understand, Hey, do you want this? If you don't want it, okay, what do I want in place of that? And how can I reframe and rework to, to focus on going towards that positive thing, that encouraging thing, that empowering thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. And I think that, you know, both of us are coaches. So obviously we're going to affirm the value of working with a coach in order to have yeah. someone help you draw that out. Um, but I would encourage everyone listening, you know, whether it's a coach, whether it's a friend, whether it's, you know, a pastor or spiritual yeah. mentor, whoever it is, sometimes we're so close to our own life that it's very easy to miss the forest for the trees. And you don't do anyone a favor, yourself included, if you're not honest about what truly motivates you. I think that sometimes we <laughs> will lie to ourselves about our motivation because we want to make ourselves sound better, or we've got limiting beliefs that we're working through. And so I think that everyone could benefit from having a thought partner, whoever that is, to help them understand and unpack what truly motivates them. Yeah. And you can't see your car driving when you're driving your car, right? So it's that whole first person, third person. You're you're sitting in the car, you're doing your life, you're looking through the windshield going forward. You can't see how that car is presenting itself in the world and how it's moving through everything. So get, it's, it's getting out of yourself. It's getting out of the first person. How can you step out of your story and where you are and then fly over yourself and your story and your actions and your beliefs and everything at a 30,000 foot view at all, you know, 360 degree angle to, to get perspective and take a look at that. So coaching is going to help you help you do that. And we were talking about this before, right? Like the business models of everybody starts somewhere with a coach, right? People come to me, there's a big set of free tools they can download. And then I've got some, you know, $20 things, $50 things, $100 things. And then I've got a big trip to Spain with business leaders, wherever you're at in your journey. And I didn't have this back in the eighties and the nineties. You can click on the internet. Even if you don't have internet, you get a computer, go to, go to Starbucks, get on the internet, go to YouTube. You can learn anything. You can find those things that are going to add value to your life completely free and invest in things that are going to give a return. Mm-hmm. Rather that's a coach, a mastermind, whatever that is. It's so cool that you're doing this, right? That, that we're in the space where we can help people. I think some people get discouraged because they go, well, I can't, I can't afford this coach. You know, so I'm not going to do anything. It's like, no, just, just take those little steps, do stuff, do the, the kiddie pool stuff, right? The free stuff for now, do something to make your life better. Feed something into your mind every day that just makes you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's Craig Groeschel, who I've quoted before on this podcast, who will say that your system is perfectly designed for the results that you're currently getting, which can be discouraging mm-hmm. if you're not happy with your current position or your current trajectory. But it's also very empowering because I think, well, if there's something that I don't like about my life, if I don't like something about my current motivations or my current performance, I have the power to change that. But it has to start change with it. taking yeah. some sort of step. Well, and it's this, it's a combination, right, of the realization that you're not achieving what you want, the desire to change it, the resources you have to invest in it, and then taking action to take action on it. And, and you know, you're missing, somebody's missing one of those things, they don't realize it. So they don't know they need to do anything, or they, they realize it, but they don't care, because it's easier just to not care and just go through life and end up like, the, the rest of your family where you learned this programming from or wherever you learned it from, right? It's hard work to change 
something that's been ingrained in you. And that's from my generations. If you look at it deeply, right? A lot of it's family of origin for any man. It's your relationship and story with your father and what you grew up with or didn't grow up with. And then you've got to have resources. And I think so many people, um, there's a way to be resourceful when you don't have many resources. Those are two different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Matt, I want to ask you one more question and I'll give you a chance to talk about, you know, where people can find you and connect with you. So you talked about your motivation early in life and then you talked about your motivation and how it changed and how you figured out how to use it to to better serve you. Where you're at today, what keeps you going? What drives you? Changing the family tree for my children and their children my grandchildren, great grandchildren in, in lots of different ways. So again, when you have kiddos, there's a, there's a new perspective there and anybody listening will understand that. And, and I went through, I went through a process called a life plan years ago where I really figured out why I'm here on this planet, who I'm here to serve, why I exist. And you only have one life. And, and I, and when I realized that, um, I'm like, and I'm hard on myself too. So I say, gosh, I, I, I got it wrong for so long. So now I feel like I've got catching up to do. That's just one of my things I deal with. I always feel like I got catching up to do and that's okay. But you only have one life and you gotta, you gotta find your purpose and dive into that. And what's really cool is your story has an ability to connect with somebody else's story, wherever you are in life can connect with wherever somebody else is in life. And if you can be a turning point in their story to turn them in a more positive direction, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, hundred percent. I know a big part of my story is in 2019, I lost my job. I was working with the church and unexpectedly got fired. And that was a very difficult season for me and for my family. And my father-in-law, who we actually stayed with for a couple months afterwards, he always said, don't waste the pain. And to me, that meant, you know, yeah, yeah. what you're going through today is hard, but if you can persevere through that and keep your eyes, you know, on the future, on your purpose, like what you're talking about, then you're going to yeah. recognize the value that that difficult season adds to your life and your story. And you're going to use that to encourage someone else later on. And it's hard to really internalize that in the moment, but hindsight for yeah. me shows just how true that really is. Yeah. And, and proud of you for that. It's hard to see it when, when you're there and, you know, same, that's my, my bank story, right? That was the best worst day of my life. And what's really interesting is as I look back on my journey and my story, especially going on a lot of podcasts and every time I share the story, just talking it out loud, I'll make different connections and realize different parts of people, places, things, events that were really impactful as, as part of that story. And I think for, for everybody, for men, especially you need to really dig in and, and understand what that is and adversity. That's what, that's what tests you. You got to put your face to the fire and step out of your comfort zone. And that is what defines you and builds you and, and, and makes you resilient. Mm -hmm. Yes. hundred percent. Well, Matt, as we wrap up here, tell people a little more about what you do and about where people can find you and connect with you. Yeah. Everything is at mattshalp.com. Uh, when you go on there, I'd suggest everybody starts and just downloads the downloads, the free tools. I've got a big resource of free video coaching and surveys and leadership uh, tools that you can use to improve your business and advance your leadership. And then from there, I'll share with you all the different you know, products and services per se that I offer everything from books and some really great Spanish coffee all the way to taking adventures over to Spain with me on leadership retreats and then everything in between. That sounds fantastic. I was wondering what you had in your cup the whole time that we were talking. I figured it was some sort of coffee drink. It, it looks very good. So I will... <laughs> 
also point people to your website, you know, both for the coffee and for the helpful leadership resources. So Matt, thanks for your time. I enjoy. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go right ahead. You're good. Oh, I was just going to wrap this up. Say thank you for your time. Enjoyed connecting and appreciate all that you had to share today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So before we wrap up today's episode, I want to reiterate one more thing from this conversation. And it's this idea that we all have more control than we think. To be honest with you, this is a huge belief that drives not only me putting out this podcast, but a lot of the work that I do around the topic of motivation. If you've read my book, if you've interacted with me in person, you know my story. But for those of you who are here for the first time, let me reiterate that for the first 18 years of my life, I felt very out of control. I thought that people who were in better shape than me just had more favorable genetics. I thought that people who made better grades than me were simply smarter. And I didn't want to take responsibility for my actions. And everything began to change in my world when I recognized that I had more agency, I had more control over my destiny and over my direction than what I thought before. And it didn't happen overnight, but in taking small steps to improve myself, to develop myself, I began to realize just how much was possible in my life. And it's something that I want to share with you and with others through the podcast and the book and through some of the other things that I'm doing. And so I hope that's something that you take away from this conversation, regardless of where you are in your life, regardless of your background or your circumstances or your tendencies, you have more control than you think. You may not control everything, but as any golfer will tell you, you have to play the ball where it lies. You have more control than you think. You have more motivation than you think. And it's up to you to decide what you'll do with that blank canvas that is your life. So thanks again for tuning into the show. Again, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe, rate, review. All of these things are going to help us grow the podcast and take the content to more people who we think might find it helpful. I'll see you again next week. Remember, you already have all of the motivation that you need. And now it's up to you to decide what you'll do with it. Thank you.